Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 16. Today, I'm going to read you the rest of Sally the Sloth and just update you on the day-to-day life of a creative human being. Um, Yeah, we have been just busy plugging along (laughs) the craziness that starts with this time of the year. Um, If you are an educator, then you know what the end of April, beginning of May starts to feel like. There's this light at the end of the tunnel the kids are starting to get crazy i mean like just so crazy i think they're just excited they're feeling that that spring um yeah it's been (laughs) i'm tired it's been a lot um but you feel this sort of energy shifting you're like we're almost at the end of the square but yet we're still not so you're kind of in like this in between and everybody's feeling it and there's all these like end of the year things you have to do and so um it feels heavier somehow so i'm just kind of dealing with that in the back of my mind and trying to set up my or i'm working on setting up uh, my workshop for june I already reserved this space. I just have to like now put it all together. It's in my head. I have to like just figure out exactly what is going to happen and then create the event and start marketing and all of the good stuff. Um, So if you're going to be in town for June, make sure you um, check it out, see when it's going to be. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'm also trying to work on figuring out who I want to help. And for a long time, I thought I really wanted to help sensitive people. And I do. I think that's just part of like my natural flow. And I think helping people who have high sensitivity um, is really important to me. Like that's just part of who I am. Like I'm always going to be helping people that are sensitive, especially kids, you know, like now that I'm like in this teacher role again. So, but I don't know. I've just been really thinking a lot about sensitivity comes from clearly being like highly sensitive or whatever and also being neurodivergent and I feel like I can't just tell sensitive people like oh you have to make sure you slow down like that means nothing because it's not helpful because I'm not giving you like a way to slow down and so I think part of the reason why I am focusing so much on creativity is because having a creative practice and being a creative human being has helped me not only to slow down, but it's helped me to channel some of that anxiety. It's helped me to connect with myself and others. And so I just see such power behind leading a creative life and helping others see that. And I think naturally that just ends up being a lot of highly sensitive people. And so I'm really excited about that, but also I think we just need to create a more inclusive world, a world that um, allows for us to show up in this way, right? That we can think outside the box and we don't have to conform to one way of being and all of that good stuff. So yeah, if you're ever wondering, like, I thought her thing was helping highly sensitive people, like it is, 
but I think my focus is really more about um, helping others lead a creative life because there are so much, so many benefits to including creativity in your everyday. And so I guess that's sort of my interest as of right now. So anyway, so with that being said, I took myself to a coffee shop on Saturday morning and I finished Sally the Sloth. I was quote unquote behind, you know, according to my own schedule because no one's giving me to a schedule except for me. And my goal was to finish my fourth character by the end of April. And so I finished all of the writing. Um, I think it's like 13 pages long and I have not done the illustrations for the second, third or fourth part. So my focus this week will be to just really get the rest of that. Hopefully. Um, the thing with the illustrations though, is like, it's such a, I can do that while the kids are out in the living room playing. Like I don't have to have space to myself if that makes sense and so I know that I can just catch up on that especially in the summer and all of that so anyways I'm going to read you part three and four of Sally the Sloth and then hopefully I can get my next character sorted out um I already know what the character is going to be but I haven't quite figured out how it's going to fit into the story and so because we, we have the character Isabel, right? Who's going through this journey and meeting these characters. And so I can't just like start with a fresh character out of nowhere. There has to be like a transition. And that's the part where I'm sort of struggling is all these transitions in the story. Um, one of my goals definitely is uh, I've been printing these out and editing. So I am going back to edit them. And I'm, I created my own Substack account, um, which is like a platform where a lot of writers go to share their work. Uh, I noticed that me sharing it in my blog wasn't really, it's not how I wanted to share it. I don't know. Um, I'm still working all that out, but my goal is that in the next few months I can start sharing my writing on Substack and um, build a list of people who are just simply interested in the writing piece and not necessarily the, I can coach you on this, or this is, this workshop is happening or listen to this podcast. You know, it's, um, It'll be more like, wow, I'm really interested in the actual characters and reading about them and looking at the illustrations. I guess maybe I just haven't figured out how I'm going to share it. Like, I don't know, I keep going back and forth because there's so much writing. <laughs> I write a lot. Um, so maybe condensing it in a way where it's more, um, at some point, I'm going to have to edit this in a different way than what I've just, I've just, I'm sharing you like the raw version of it, right? Um, there's going to, it's going to have to go through so many more edits. And that's something that I have never really um, seen through with any other project. I usually just do it and it's good. Maybe edit it once. Okay, we're good. And then I sort of move on. And I think I really, I'm going to slow down with this and I'm really going to take the time to not only get the ideas out, but also to go back and edit and do all of that. So, all right, so Sally the Sloth, here's the rest of the story. She closed her eyes and took a deep breath. It's crazy how so many people have been asked these sorts of questions. We are conditioned to take the beliefs of society. Oh, sorry, let me start again. I'm like, I read that all wrong. Okay, Sally the Sloth, part three. She closed her eyes and took a deep breath. It's crazy how many people haven't been asked these sorts of questions. We are conditioned to take the beliefs of society and apply them to our own personal lives without any pushback. We often forget that we are so much more than what has been placed on us. 
I looked at the way the sunlight was hitting her furry face, the way her eyelids demonstrated this gentle way of being. I could feel her essence start to form. And yet, here she was, in this cage, trapped and unable to get herself to safety. She finally opened her eyes and started to say something, but couldn't get the words out right away. I waited. There was no need to rush someone who was already having such a strong reaction and need to change themselves. Take your time, Sally, I finally said. I'm just enjoying resting on this tree. Then I grabbed a snack out of my pack and waited patiently for her to say what she needed to say. It's hard to get the words out, she finally began, because I am so used to not knowing what it is about me that can make this world a better place. Sure, there are things I love about myself, but moving slowly has never been valued or appreciated. So it makes sense that I've been trying to change who I am, to move and be faster. But that only caused more chaos, both internally and externally. Did I really think I could save myself by doing the thing that is most unnatural? I shrugged my shoulders. I wasn't sure if she wanted me to chime in or not, but she needed to know that I was listening. She continued, So when you ask me about what is good about slowing down, I honestly can't remember. I can't think of a time when I thought, hey, this is so awesome that I am so slow. And I think that the worst part is that on the outside, it always looks like I'm smiling, even when I'm anxious, even when I'm an anxious mess inside. There is a sense of defeat in her voice, a tinge of resignation haunting her soul. And yet, because of her facial structure, it did look like she was constantly smiling. It felt a little heartbreaking, thinking of, thinking of the animals that saw her but didn't see how upset she actually was. They all probably assumed that she was doing just fine trying to keep up with them. Okay, I began to collect my thoughts. It seemed that she was not in a place where she could shout out, where she could shout out all the great qualities that come with moving slower. So I had to frame the question in a different way. Let me ask you this. When was the time you felt alive, truly alive? She closed her eyes again, her breathing slowed down, and she hung from the top of the cage with her two legs and one arm. The other arm dangled to the side. She then brought it closer to her. Settling into this position, I could see that she was remembering a time when she felt alive. There was a magic glow to her. Something had shifted, and I was curious to hear what she had to say. But before she started speaking, the cage lit up with the same type of glow that she was emitting. I followed the yellow sparkles with my eyes all around the cage. Was she doing this, or was this happening for some other reason? It didn't matter. My body was feeling tingly all over. I closed my eyes for a second and just felt the sensation. It was incredible. I remember feeling it when I meditated. It never showed up when I wanted it to, though. It always just sort of, it was always just sort of there and caught me at random times. I opened my eyes again and Sally was glowing even more. I looked at the top of the cage and something caught my eye. There it was, glimmering in the yellow glow and the sunlight. My next clue. It was another keyhole. Did my key fit here too? It looked a bit smaller than the opening in the gate. Something told me to try. Hey Sally, you keep remembering the thing that makes you feel alive. I said as I, as I sat up all the way and searched for the key in my pack. I'm going to see if we can get you out of this cage. I meant that literally and metaphorically. <clears throat> she worked on the inside piece while I worked on the outside piece. I slowly took a step close I slowly took a step to get closer to the top of the cage. It was a bit tricky since the branches weren't very thick. I carefully placed my foot on the next branch, wishing I had Sally's long arms and claws. There was something soothing about moving slowly in this way. It was a sort of moving meditation where the only focus was what was on what my body was doing in the moment. As I climbed to the part of the tree where the cage was hanging, I reached for the key in my pack. I looked down at Sally and almost looked like she was floating from this angle. She looked so peaceful. 
What was going to happen when I opened the cage? Would she fall out or just hang from it, dangling as she tried to find a solution? I guess this was a risk worth taking. She mentioned earlier how the deforestation was destroying her home. This wasn't about something that she wanted, but something that she needed in order to survive. Besides, I wasn't even sure that the key would open the gate in the first place. There was only one way to find out. I heard a tiny clink as the key went in. I turned it. Almost falling off the tree as I had to extend my arm a bit more than I anticipated. How do I always get myself in these sorts of weird situations? I wondered out loud. Nothing happened. The key fit, and I thought it had unlocked the cage. I was a bit confused. Sally opened her eyes and actually smiled at me. I love to swim, she said. It always makes me feel so free. And with that, the cage lit up even more with the glow and disappeared. Sally! I shouted as I saw her fall down. Not sure where I had heard it. I remember that sloths can actually fall 100 feet without getting hurt. It was still unsettling to see her fall. Although for a split second, it looked like she was flying, liberated like a bird. Then I heard a splash. Sally! I shouted again. I hadn't remembered a river or any body of water at all. What was happening? Jump! I heard her say from all the way at the bottom. Phew! Ah, sorry. Jump, I heard her say from all the way at the bottom. Phew, at least she was not hurt. All right, so that was part three. Now moving to part four. Sally the Sloth, part four. What? I shot her back. Did she really think I was going to jump? Was she crazy? And then I remember that this was some sort of magical forest. Besides, if I got hurt, I could just heal myself, right? The reward seemed to outweigh the risk. I put the key back in my pack and closed my eyes. That singly sensation was back as I checked in with my body. I took a deep breath and jumped, trusting that I wouldn't hit the branches too hard and that the water would feel refreshing on this hot and humid day. I felt the water engulf my body. Not only did it feel refreshing, it felt more invigorating than anything else. I kicked my legs and took the deepest breath as soon as I could. Sally was floating in the water, staring straight at me. Oh, hey, I said with a smile. Hi, she responded and swam away. Whoa, she could move so fast in the water. Yeah, I'm three times faster in the water than on land, she said, laughing. I had completely forgotten about that. She scratched her head with her long claws. Huh, I said, that's interesting. I looked up at the clouds in the sky. I didn't know I had needed to be in the water to feel so rejuvenated, but it felt so good. So what now, I asked her. I'm not sure, she said as she doggy paddled around me. I guess we could get to the bottom of why I kept getting stuck in cages, or we could just swim for a bit. I laughed and knew that she just wanted to relax, to enjoy the way, to enjoy the way, oh my gosh, hold on, to enjoy the way it felt and to alleviate the heaviness from being caged. The rest would come later. I could see here, I could sit here and be patient. We could have fun and relax while we waited. We spent some time swimming and talking about the forest and what she loved most about it. As she shared stories about her nocturnal feedings, I noticed how much she was able to observe because she moved so slow. The sounds, the sights, the beauty and magic of this forest. I wonder if all the other animals paid as much attention. I guess it didn't matter. So Sally, I continued our conversation, what makes you feel most alive? She started laughing. This, she said, just being alive? <laughs> I guess that had been a silly question to begin with but I knew that she knew what I meant. We are all living, yes, that's a fact, but do we feel alive? Not only can we get caught up with what society expect of, expects of us, but we end up putting our own expectations on ourselves. And maybe that's why Sally had been getting trapped. She had pushed herself to be like others, to move faster. It's not that the other forest animals had told her to do that. She had just assumed that's what she needed to do. I sighed. 
I mean, she continued, it all comes down to accepting our true nature. I was curious, what did she mean by that? What I mean, she added, is that we all know I am a slow animal, but only on land. When I'm in the water, I am much faster. But it's not even about speed. It's about understanding that dichotomy within all of us. There is land and there is water. There is night and there is day. The sun shows up, then the moon. Then it's the moon's turn. We all have this duality that lives inside of us, slow and fast. She was actually making a lot of sense. T-Rex's mom had brought this up once during a conversation, that the first thing she noticed when she became a mother, that's the first thing she noticed when she became a mother, the necessity to live in two worlds at once, how fast and slow it all happened. She had experienced, she had experienced, Blah. She had explained that when she was buried in diapers, it felt like an eternity, but when she had to switch out her kids' clothes, it had all seemed to happen in a blink of an eye. These two opposing ideas exist in everything that we do, and in, every and in everything that we are. Aren't we all living and dying at the same time? Sally could tell I had gone into an existential deep place. It really makes you think, right? She winks as if she had read my mind. What was up with these animals? I could constantly know what I was thinking. I wonder where Agar was and what he thought about this duality, how fear had made him behave in ways that maybe are just natural. This was something I'd have to bring up to him when I saw him again. What does this mean for you, Sally? I finally said as I let go of all those connections I was having and brought it back to her. Well, for starters, it means that I need to work on fully embracing who I am. She took a dive in. I waited for her to come up. The sun was beginning to set, one of my favorite times of the day. I waited for about 40 minutes until she emerged again. I had no idea you could hold your breath for that long, I said. I was completely surprised. Nobody ever does, she responded, which brings me to my next point. She shook her little head. This was the first time I noticed how much smaller her head was than the rest of her body. I kept getting trapped in these cages because I hadn't fully accepted that there are times when I need to move slow, like when I'm in the trees, or that I need to rest for 15 to 18 hours a day. I can't help it. This is part of my nature. But that's the point. It's only part of my nature. I had gotten so focused on trying to change something about myself that I cannot change. I cannot be faster on land, and because I was so short-sighted, I completely forgot that I can move faster on water. Not all animals can say that, you know. Her little smirk gave such a warm feeling in my heart. She was totally right. It helped me reflect on those times I felt frustrated about situations in my life. Could I let go of those unrealistic and unreasonable expectations for myself and others if I simply, simply embraced all parts of me? That seemed to have worked with all of my character friends. We are all in some sort of cage, she continued, and we all have ways of liberating ourselves from those cages. Sometimes you just need to wait for the person with the key to show up. She laughed and splashed some water on my face. I knew that my time with Sally was coming to a close. It went by so quickly, ironically enough. We got out of the water and I watched her slowly climb, climb up a tree. She looked so majestic, the way her slow movements made such a difference. What are you going to do next? I asked curiously. What do you think? She looked right at me as she stopped climbing. I'm going to rest. Makes sense, I said, wringing out my clothes. What are you going to do? She asked almost defensively. Not sure yet. I looked at the horizon. Maybe do some journaling and then keep walking. I think somehow I'm meant to continue to the forest. Well, I'll be here if you need a friend, she smiled. I know where to find you. I climbed up quickly to catch up to her. I had wanted to embrace her, but knew she didn't like to be touched, so I put my hand up for a high five. I'll make an exception this time, she said as she slowly put her arms around me. Take care, Isabel. And remember, to get to the other side of this mountain, you'll need to fully accept your true nature. Okay, I knew she would make so much more sense later on. For now, I focus on the moment and the new friendship I had made. I closed my eyes.
and fell into a deep sleep. Okay, that's the end of Sally the Sloth. Um, I don't know about the ending. I have no idea where that's going, and that's okay. Um, yeah, I really appreciated her. Um, I don't know. She was just really interesting. I was at the coffee shop on Saturday, like, typing away, and I would get stuck and not know what to do, and so I would, like look at sloth pictures and then I ended up going down this rabbit hole where I watched like 30 minutes worth of sloth videos and if you've never seen a sloth swimming go on YouTube and type in sloth swimming it is so interesting and like I don't know I think I was just laughing so hard because they look so silly but like they're so cool I did I guess I never realized how much I actually like sloths but all right um so yeah as you think about this story and what it means for you. Really think about those times where maybe you try to change parts of yourself or you haven't really fully embraced your full self, right? Like maybe you are like, I'm just, I'm such, I'm so good at this, but I'm like not really that great at that. And so I'm just going to focus on doing the good, the things that I'm good at. Um, Even though something is calling you to sort of explore those other parts of yourself. And I don't know, maybe you, like for myself, for example, it's like, I'm just so sensitive and I, I need all these things and accommodations in order to like fully feel safe in my, in my environment. And like, yes, those are all important, but also there's this other part to my sensitivity and that is my creativity. Right. And so I think sometimes we sort of get stuck in this cage of, we define ourselves and give ourselves some sort of identity and it traps us, um, we don't feel free to explore other parts of ourselves or to go out into the world and fully embrace ourselves like in a full way. Um, yeah, this story got really existential really quick. And so I guess now we got to figure out why Isabel hasn't fully embraced herself, right? Like we got into the introduction of who these characters are. They're kind of helping her see the world in a different way. Um, but Sally sort of turned it on to Isabel, like, what, what is happening? Like, why, why did she say that about having to go into the forest and fully embrace herself? And so, um, I wish I could tell you, I still don't know yet. That's what I'm going to figure out in the next, um, in the next part. And uh, I think I have an idea and I'm excited to sort of explore it. Um, we'll see what happens. Anyways, I hope that you have a great week. Um, if you're feeling this end of the year craziness for the, you know, for the school year, just take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Um, slow down. Sometimes you have to just sort of slow down, slow things down. And I know it's hard and there's certain things that you might have to do to slow yourself down and that's okay. And yeah, I hope that maybe, maybe going swimming this summer will help you feel like Sally. I don't know. Okay, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.